In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. gentlemen welcome back to the true life podcast i hope everybody's having a beautiful day hope the sun is shining where you are i hope that you understand that the birds are singing a special tune for you today and that the wind is at your back ladies and gentlemen allow me to introduce our special guest tristan rushworth tristan is no stranger to the challenges of growing a business while juggling various aspects of life as a co-founder who successfully took a tech startup from zero to over seven figures in annual recurring revenue. He has faced his fair share of trials and errors, which have taught him invaluable lessons about what works and what doesn't. Tristan understands the intricate art of balancing sales, marketing, and working on the business, all while striving for the elusive work-life balance. His solution is to simplify and focus, and this journey is made easier with someone like him in your corner. Helping you reverse engineer the steps necessary to achieve your business and personal goals He is a driving force behind Unbound, a community designed by founders for founders with the mission to support entrepreneurs in scaling their revenue without burning out. Tristan and his team at Unbound provide tried and tested strategies along with the essential elements of mindset and accountability to foster sustainable growth. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you Tristan Rushworth. Tristan, how's it going, my friend? Very good. Thank you, George. That's Probably the most energized and uh, thorough welcome I've ever had. So yeah, grateful for it. <laughs> well, Thank I'm you stoked you're here. Me. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, th- there's so many. Prior to starting the show, you and I just began talking about the what happens when you begin listening to life and allowing the 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 world to talk to you through other people, and maybe you could give people a little bit of a background on your journey, like how did it begin to unfold? You know, what, how did you end up where you are today? And like, how did you get to this interesting mindset? That's kind of a big question, but why don't you fire off somewhere where you want to begin at? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That is a big question to start with. <laughs> right. I, I would say, um, yeah, just a, 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 a pretty normal bloke. I would say I 
uh, was born in a working class town in the north of England. And yeah, that probably that early stage of growing up shapes my early mindset and view on the world, I would say. And especially my early career as well. So I got, yeah, very into um, chasing things, chasing money, you know, sure. for wanting freedom for myself, really. And that led me to a career in banking, which I did I did for 15 years, lived in London, kind of on the rat race. Um, and then I met my wife and my whole world changed. So uh, my wife, Amy, she's a coach, very into spirituality. She's a breathwork coach, amazing woman, very supportive and didn't kind of like push me in any direction, but kind of showed me the path of in a, in a number of different ways. And especially with inspiring me to do what I'd always dreamed of in starting a business. And uh, yeah, not long after we met, actually, I uh, had the idea for a tech startup, which I founded with uh, my best friend. And now one of my best friends, a, a third co-founder called Fortis. Uh, that business helps personal trainers in the fitness space grow online businesses. And yeah, that was, that was an incredible journey. And uh yeah, I feel like I've been on this path trying to find my purpose, which felt like this ethereal thing that I would never get to. And maybe that is part of it, where it's just like a journey where you kind of, you know, figure out what's your, what's your purpose at each each step in your life. And, you know, I'm really big into personal development and, yeah. and working on myself, which I'm sure we can get into some of that yeah. stuff. But Part of that journey for me has been really getting into breath work and body work techniques because in some of the jobs that I've had um, in finance and then starting a tech startup, loads of pressure, loads of stress. And I've always been pretty good when it comes to habits, discipline. I'm very into health and fitness. I've always been into kind of like trying to optimize my mind, but yeah. I feel like I'd missed half 50% of the equation with what I'd learned until I found breath work because I was trying to solve everything from my head and that worked until it didn't. And it was my wife again that showed me breath work. She got me a, she got me a session for my birthday, actually. Um, when we still lived in London, she said, you need to be home at a certain time. Don't be late. I've got a surprise. Came home hot Italian lady in our apartment. I was like, what's going on here? We don't have this kind of relationship. <laughs> she was a breathwork coach. So she took me through my breathwork, first breathwork session, and that blew my mind. I had no idea that you could do these kind of things with, with breathwork, and I'm sure we can get into this, but yeah. it basically just showed me the power and the innate wisdom that's in all of our bodies that we don't have to solve everything from the mind that actually the body's so wise and can support us on this journey. And so I'd just kind of been using these tools and techniques in the background to help myself. And then, I don't know, we just, I just got this kind of sense, this, uh, this calling, I would, I guess I would say for sharing these techniques with more people, because I just realized that, Lots and lots of people were going through the same journey as me of dealing with loads of stress, loads of pressure, struggling to sleep, struggling to switch off. Um, and so then I decided, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn more about this, dive into it, do some qualifications, and then share it with more people. And 
thankfully we've got an amazing team at Fortis and the business was in such a good place that I was able to take a step back from the day-to-day running and focus on helping founders with with these techniques. And then uh, that journey then led me to meet my new co-founder, Rich, at Unbound. And Rich is like a bit of a bit of a brother from another mother, I think, where right. we just kind of have the different, very different skill sets, but the same view of the world of what we're really interested in is we're in, really interested in business and helping support amazing entrepreneurs. Um, but not only with business strategies and tactics and growth, also looking after the founders of the business. That's that's the re- the thing that we're really passionate about. So we we work on things like mindset, uh, behavior change, habits, techniques like breath work to help with the with the nervous system, and then we also bring guest experts into the community because it's it's a community that we bring together as well. Because I think. For me, it's like you can go on these journeys of personal development on your own in isolation is good at times, but I think it's also good to go through these journeys as part of a community as well with other people that that can relate and support you with those challenges. So yeah, that's a bit of a whistle-stop tour of of what I've been up to. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's interesting to me to see like the Ariadne thread that connects it all. You could take it back to breath. And if we go back to the, the first thing that happens when you come into this world is a doctor spanks your butt and you take your first breath. And we often hear the death doulas talk about people taking their last breath. But in some ways that first breath is that very thing that you get to breathe in the world. We forget about it. Like whether you're through a, a teenager or a kid, we forget that we always have our breath with us. It's like this amazing tool that we could choose to focus on that will center us with our body, that will allow us to see the world differently. We're never taught any of that kind of stuff. It's what was it like when you when you took that breath class and you rediscovered, holy cow, I got this amazing tool that can change my outlook on everything. What was it like? It was incredible. <laughs> I felt like somebody must have spiked my drink with all the drugs right <laughs> so the, the type of uh, the type of breath work i did in that first session is is called rebirthing breath work and what you do i don't know if you've ever experienced rebirthing I know, I don't, breath I'm not work, it's you breathe for between 60 minutes and an hour and a half and you breathe in a just a conscious connected way um it's a very simple breath but what it does is it energizes your whole body and you can shift energy in your body. And then also because of the change in carbon dioxide that happens as you're breathing like this, you effectively turn off your prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of your brain and activate the limbic amygdala part of your brain, like the kind of the prehistoric parts of your brain. And so what I experienced in that first session was completely getting out of my head turned off my conscious brain and what I was left with I was left with what's going on underneath so much was going on underneath and I actually got the idea from my first business from that session because I could just see things in complete clarity um so yeah it was amazing and then I also had a big release at the end of the session as well I cried for about 15 minutes um, for the first time in about 15 years, because my winning formula had always been, I don't need to go near these quote unquote negative emotions. I would just mm-hmm. 
suppress things because that was kind of my winning formula. Um, and nobody could have told me otherwise. I had to experience the fact that and have my own realization that actually that's not a great way to go about life in my, from my experience. What it felt like to me is it was like I'd been piling up the toilet for 15 years and not letting it flush. And I just, yeah, had a big emotional release and I felt incredible after it was unbelievable. So yeah, I felt like I'd lifted all the weights off, off my shoulders and just left, left that, left that stuff at the door. So yeah, it was incredible. I love that. I love language. And when I hear you say things like I had this clarity, does that mean you could see from like a different perspective or does it like, maybe you could flesh that out. Like you had the first idea for your business and you had this clarity. Can you describe to us like, Maybe what was that clarity? What did that look like? So at that time, I'd been trying to think of an idea for a business mm-hmm. and it was almost like I couldn't see the wood for the trees. I was looking and missing all of the parts that were that were around. And that clarity, my, the experience for me was laying there towards the end of that breathwork session. It was like all the jigsaw pieces had been floating around in my head And then it all just landed and all just made sense. And it was just like a deep sense of knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been my experience with the breath is it reconnects you with your body. And when we do that, you can start to reconnect with the power that you've got in there for things like your, your intuition and your trust. You know, I really believe that things, these metaphors that we have of trust your heart, listen to your gut are more than just metaphors, you know, from a scientific perspective, they look at all of the neurons that surround these organs. There's so much data and information that comes from your heart and comes from your gut that actually it's not all just from our head. It's not just the head and the brain that's the the thinking part of this amazing, amazing body. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like experiencing that was so powerful for me. I love it. it- I think it speaks to the relationship with spirituality. On some ways, when I hear what you're saying, it, you know, it sounds to me like when you like just listen to the words like reconnection, clarity, the listen to your heart. Like these are all signs of people who have found more meaning in their life. And maybe you could speak to the like what is the relationship between breath and spirituality? What was it for you? Yeah. So I mean it. I wouldn't have said I would I'd grown up a particularly spiritual okay. guy, but that this journey that I've been on with the breath has definitely reconnected me with spirituality because nice. you know I think my experience of spirituality has been that it's kind of like a a bit like personal development, sure. figuring out what does that mean to the each individual that it's not you know subscribing to one particular feeling, belief that actually it's quite a personal thing. And, you know, there's these things that we hear about all the time, like human consciousness. And what my experience has been is just kind of really understanding and realizing that there's so much that we don't know as human beings. And, you know, if if we went back 300 years, like, the stuff that we know now that we didn't know then probably the same is going to be happening in the next 300 years. And I think probably science in these fields will probably get a lot clearer on things like consciousness and things that we call spirituality that actually 
there's so much that we don't know. And but I found by somatic techniques like breath work have able enabled me to get into a place where um I'm not so much in my mind where I'm actually just yeah. kind of like more accepting of like who I am underneath these layers of identity that I've built up over over my life and just being a bit more able to sit with who I really am underneath and that for me is translated into like loads of in lots of different ways that it's helped me to kind of get out of this cycle of constantly relying on external factors yeah. for happiness gratification I mean that's definitely a journey that I'm on but it's it's definitely helping but then also it's helping me I feel like connect at a deeper level level with other people you know that I think yeah. being more connected with my body and my emotions has then translated to making it easier for me to connect with other people um both inside and outside of work I think yeah yeah, it sounds like it's contagious. And I've seen, I've been speaking to so many different people who are talking about different healing modalities. And I'm curious to get your opinion. You know, it seems at least where I was raised, and if you listen to a lot of the news or whatever, when there's a sickness, it's a contagious. People get ill, they give each other a cold, they give each other a sickness. But might healing be the same way? And if I just look at the story so far, here you found this technique to help you uncover who you are. You have a company called Unbound. Your relationships are getting better. Like that sounds like a contagious, uplifting, spiritual thing that's happening. What do you think about health and contagion and, and, and breath work? Is this all contagious? I think so. Yeah, I think I think it really is. You know, I think the people that you surround yourself with, the energy, like the thoughts that you think about yourself. Yeah what how you spend your time like i think all of these things just like i think if you could analyze what someone's who someone's surrounded by what they're thinking what their behaviors are what their habits are right now you could qu really quickly plot on a map where someone's happiness and health is i think and yeah i think it goes way beyond sort of like thinking about traditional western medicine and a lot of yeah. things you know i mean that's definitely i believe got its place but you know, I think we've, there's so much more for us in terms of like, you know, the, the healing power of the mind and the body, you know, as I, as I said before, I think there's innate wisdom in there that if we learn to trust it, there's so much power there. But then, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's all, uh, all a journey. I'm still learning anyway, but I, I, I definitely, definitely uh, agree with you. Yeah. Have you experienced different so when you when you had your that first breath work session, I'm sure you've had other kinds. Is there is there different things that happen when you do breath work by yourself versus being in a group setting, or is there breath work in a group setting? Or what, what, yeah, what's going I think on there's here? I think there's a different energy when you do breath work in a group setting for sure, mm. and that can be positive and that can also be challenging. You know, I think mm. people's energy in the once once you get into a deep breath work session, you know that taking on other people's energy is a real thing in, in yeah. those moments. Um, but then there's also loads of different types of breath work. It's, it's a little bit like fitness, you know, you've got CrossFit, running, powerlifting. It's the same with uh, breath work where you've got, you know, you've got these like really deep, I would call transformational types of breath work, mm. like rebirthing where you can go really deep into your subconscious and, you can really do healing has been my experience, like I said, of releasing emotions and trapped energy. 
And then you've got right at the other end, very functional breath work where I've also really benefited from these techniques as well of managing stress, uh, being able to get to sleep really quickly. Um, And then you've got stuff in the middle that you can do all sorts with it. It's amazing. You can increase your endurance. You can improve your posture, digestion. Yeah, it's so powerful what, what you can do with the breath. Um, for anyone listening that wants a bit of a starter, like the, James Nestor's got a book called Breath, which, yeah, it's a great introduction to to the power of breath work and all the things that it can do. Um, that was I found that really useful at the start of my journey. You know, it brings up to to my mind this idea of language and breath. You know, when we look at people who tend to be good orators, a lot of times they have this cadence that draws us in. You know, or they use these giant flowery words of rhetoric and, you know, but when you change your speech patterns, you're changing your breath. And in some ways, a great order or a great speaker is exchanging breath with the crowd. And it's like a tide going back and kind of interesting to think about, right? Beautiful. Yeah. I love that analogy. And yeah, I think up until recently, probably professional speakers or executives that were trained with speech coaches were probably the only people and maybe some of the top athletes on that were actually trained on the breath outside i would say of more holistic maybe like yogis and and so on that had you know continued these more ancient practices but yeah it's great to see that there's that there's more and more conversation happening all over about the power of the breath and breath work because yeah i think it's just the most underappreciated thing in the in the human body where I think that's probably because we just do it unconsciously all day and all night. But yeah, when we're conscious of it, it's so powerful. It blows my mind. Just to, like this is why I love having these conversations. There's so many things that I begin thinking about. And you're right, breath is something that we all have, and it's you know it's um it's something that you can do consciously or you can do unconsciously in a weird sort of way. I feel like we're at this pivotal moment in life where we're beginning to understand that we are way more powerful than we've ever thought about. Like no one, no one knows, like, how do you grow your hair? No one knows how you do that, but we're only beginning our breath. Like we can't learn how to grow our hair yet. Like we're just learning, okay, I can breathe or I can not try to breathe, you know, mm. but it's still going to happen. Like, I feel like we're just becoming mm. conscious of what kind of a species we really are. And I think that the breath is like the first part of really beginning to understand what is possible in this next evolution of who we are and what we're becoming. It's kind of exciting to think about, man. I love it. Really is. Really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And uh, yeah, I think quite often in life, the the most simple things that yeah. can be the most powerful and profound. And yeah, it's definitely something I don't take for granted anymore. And it, uh, and I love the, the 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 realization that you said there about, you know, it's the first thing we do in this life and right. the last thing we do in the, this yeah. life, but there's so many breaths in between. And, you know, we can, if, if we can be more conscious about those breaths, yeah, we can, uh, we can do great things for our, particularly for our energy and for our health. Yeah. It's fascinating to think about it. If you, if you look at a lifespan as a series of breaths, I think people would choose their words much more wisely. You know, mm. like you only have this many <laughs> breaths. You better pick some good words and you better make <laughs> some good change over here because every breath, one's gone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. When you think of, about, I was reading through some of the, 
the unbound ideas. And you talk about business performance and founder performance. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Like what, what, what is the, what is, how are those related? Is it fractal? Is the founder performance part of the business performance or what's going on there? Yeah. So it's something that me and Richard both really passionate about with this community because it's, we're building the community that we wish we'd had at the start of our journey as founders um, because there's loads of information out there. You know, yeah. I think the, the way that the world is now, nobody's short of information. But what we're trying to do is trying to just distill the things that we've found the most useful and make them really simple and accessible for founders. And what we've found is we've found that, you know, if the founder in the business doesn't look after themselves, the business performance isn't going to be maintained for very long. And what most founders are wanting to do, they're wanting to grow their business and yeah. build these like really cool and exciting businesses. And we think doing that in a, in a conscious way that also looks after the founder is the, is the way to build in a sustainably successful and, and happy business for everyone in it and particularly the founder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and a lot of that comes down to things like working on mindset because I've found that running a business is probably the biggest personal development course you could ever take because it just shows you every corner of your limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging yeah. thoughts and riding the ups and downs. And yeah, we want to be there to support the founders that that we work with. And one of the big things we do, I've got one here actually, is, uh, is journaling. So yeah, we've got an unbound founders journal and this has been a game changer for me of just asking myself really, really good questions every day about checking in with myself. How am I feeling? How's my energy? What do I need to do? Who am I showing up for today? What are my whys? Mm -hmm. What am I focusing on today? And you know, what, what do I, what do I want to get out of the day? Yeah. So for me, it's been a, it's been a game changer of just, yeah, being more present with every day. I guess maybe that part of that comes with being uh, 41 years old as well now that growing up and getting a bit older, you know, you, you start to appreciate these things. Yeah. Especially if you are a founder and you find yourself running in the red or you find yourself building something in the beginning and you already have an established relationship. I think a lot of founders find themselves, I'm trying to run this business so that my family will be better but you're actually taking all your time away from your family. Like it's a, it's such an incredible tightrope you try to walk and the things you tell yourself in order to get up every day. And like, I'm only gonna get three hours of sleep, but I gotta do this. And oh my God, I'm not hanging out with my kid, my wife, I gotta do this bill. Like, but the most important thing is uh, this business has to run. You know, like, how do you, how do you walk that tightrope? Yeah, it's always a, it's always a challenge, I think, isn't it? And yes. as someone who, I like to achieve and there's always something innately with me. I really want to do really well. Um, that's definitely a, a line I've walked a lot of the yeah. past and especially taking out of the, the, the bank account of credits with family, friends, yeah. the sleep account as well as all yeah. often running the red. And yeah, my, my journey as a founder has been like figuring out what does, what does the best balance look like for me? And yeah, running that sleep account in the red for days and days and days just is a recipe for disaster for me because it means that I make poorer decisions. I show up with less energy, less enthusiasm, and less creative. So yeah, this kind of 
pushing everything to the limit mentality that seems to have kind of like slipped into the into the narrative in uh, modern day culture, especially around founders and entrepreneurs mm. and this hustle hard culture. Yeah, we're, I'm definitely a proponent of working hard, but sure. working smart and working on the right things and working on things that, you know, are going to support your life. You know, there's definitely been times in my life where I've like looked back and I'm thinking, well, why am I doing all this, you know? I think it speaks to the idea of, and maybe this gets back to breath and maybe this gets back to where we are. Maybe this gets back to a couple guys in their 40s, but this idea of a lifestyle company, like if you're going to build something, shouldn't you want, and, and I don't know, this is probably depends on the actual founder or the actual person that wants to do something. But does there come a point in time in your, for me, there comes a point in time where like, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, do I really want to work this hard forever? Like, is this what I'm doing? Like, do you, first off, do you love it? Do you want to do it? You know, and, and how much money are you making? And like, what are the sacrifices? Is that like, is that something that you would turn to journaling for is to answer those questions for yourself? Yeah, it is. And also I'm grateful to also have a great support network myself, which is another reason why I'm so passionate about Unbound. You know, I've got a great wife who, because she's a coach, she often asks me great questions. Yeah. And uh, she asked me one a couple of years ago. She asked me a really good question, a really fucking good question. It was uh, when it, when are you going to start enjoying your life? Because it was always, right, well, I'm going to work really hard. So in a few years, we'll get yeah. to this point. And that was a never-ending cycle for me Never where it was always something else. And actually, what am I doing? I'm, I now live in Mallorca in the Balearic Islands, a beautiful island where there's so much great stuff going on around me. And now it's being conscious of having a balance of yeah. enjoying life right now fuels my energy and fuels my ambition for the other the work projects in my life um so yeah it gives me more and i show up with more more energy and more ideas um when i when i'm you know living life to the full outside uh outside of work as well i love it and i think it speaks to this idea that you only have the present moment and right now in this present moment, whether you're streaming your consciousness or you're working on a prod, project that you like to work on, or maybe you're taking some downtime, whatever you're doing in this moment, it's nice. And you realize, like, okay, right now I don't have a problem, but I, what if you only have another four months of operating income? You know, like mm -hmm. it's real easy to get stuck over there, but that, yeah. that draws out all your creativity too, right? Like if you're focusing on what could happen next month, you know, how, how do you balance that? Like, hey, this might, you're running in the red over here. Are you going to, how do you decide I'm going to focus on the now and do the best job I can today versus worrying about the operating income next month? Like, what do you do to balance that? Yeah. So I've got a few tools that I use. So yeah, the journal is definitely one right. where I'm, helps me to zoom out and sure. Because I, th I think when when you're building a business or when you're doing many things in life, it's very easy to get stuck in this, just looking at your life and what's going on from a very magnified, focused yep. point in time and over-exaggerating both the ups and the downs. So I think for me, yeah. journaling has helped me to zoom out and see, you know, what's the bigger picture? Where's the, where's the longer-term trend going? Um and then also make sure that I'm making times for 
you know, my friends, family, for me, doing things that are exciting for me. And then the other thing that I've always kind of like, well, in recent years, been make sure I'm doing is working, having a mentor and a coach myself um, to ask me really good questions yeah. and support me and challenge me um, and hold me accountable. You know, I, I find that, you know, that's, that's really, really powerful for me is having someone in my corner, but that is going to ask me the tough questions and uh, yeah, make sure I'm keeping myself accountable. It's interesting. Sometimes when I think of breath work, I think of patterns of breathing. Like, you know, we spoke about one earlier with like the rebirth one, or some people have the four quick ones in one out, you know, do you think that there's a relationship between the patterns we breathe and the patterns in our life of success and failure? A hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think you can, uh, certainly in terms of someone's, um, nervous system, mm. their energy levels, their health habits, you know, you could sit and look at how someone breathes and you'd have right. a fairly good indication of how they're feeling moment to moment. You know, there's different breathing deviations that we have that have a big impact on our life. And when you, um, when you have the compounding impact so that these breaths have over years and years and years, mm. they don't have a, you know, they have a, they have a, they have some effect in the short term, but yeah. over years and years and years, they have a really big impact. You know, things like, you know, when we're surrounded by technology and like typing on emails on a computer, quite often our body's natural reaction for some people can be to hold the breath yeah. um, or to not be in a great posture. And that affects your breathing, whether you're breathing diaphragmatically yeah. or up into the chest. These things have a big knock-on impact, not only on our health, but also on our energy and our nervous system as well, because the the breath and the nervous system are intrinsically linked. Yeah. And yeah, for a lot of people, if you're experiencing challenges around dealing with stress and pressure, the breath can be a great way to relieve that. Because my belief, my view is that stress has got become this really triggering word where Whenever we talk about stress, yeah. it's it's negative, but actually there's a there's a completely different reframe that we can have around stress because the sh stress responses in our body that we are, we've evolved with these stress responses for a reason because it helps us, you know, if if it happens in in the way our body's designed. So when we experience a stress response, it switches everything on. We're energized. We're focused. You know, whether that's getting a work project done on a short deadline or, you know, doing a exercise movement that's very intense or getting out of danger, you know, stepping out in front of an oncoming car without that stress response, probably get hit by the car. So it's really important that it happens. But the, the challenge becomes when we get stuck in a stress response and we can't get out of it and we can't relax when we want to relax or sleep when we want to sleep and recharge and replenish our body um and that for me is one of the most powerful things i've taken from breath work and understanding my body better is that i understand how i can shift through the gears in my nervous system and mm -hmm. be in the zones where i want to be and when i want to be switched on i'm switched on i can be focused and productive but then when i want to relax and re re recharge then I know how to get into those states as well. And, you know, I think 
learning about how these how your body works is just yeah i wish i wish they taught us this stuff at school uh yeah along with a, along with a few other things yeah yeah it, it's so f- just thinking as you're talking that if you breathe a certain way for 10 years you're training your body to use oxygen in a certain type of way you it, it could be the same way we have limiting beliefs maybe that's a product of limiting breath you know or patterns and it's it's really amazing to just breathe and think about all the things that are happening <laughs> 100% so my my grandma for example she's suffered for many many years with something called vertigo where she would go to she went to the doctors and they prescribed her to try and stop the symptoms but never got to the cause of what was going on and when I started to learn about the breath, I realized, well, just looking at how she how she breathes and how she reacts when she's stressed, these vertigo attacks always happened after a really stressful moment in her life because her behavior over decades and decades and decades, when she gets stressed, she would breathe short, sharp breaths into her upper chest, and that's really activating for the nervous system. And so what was happening for her is a nervous system would get into overdrive and the only way that she could, her body's only res- resolution for her nervous system being activated, activated, activated was to have a vertigo, about a vertigo, put her down on the bed. She would be sick in bed yeah. for a few days, no choice but to rest, and then she would recover. But she she'd never been taught how her body and how her nervous system works, but understanding that and then changing the way that she breathed has been a game changer for her. So yes, I think it's really empowering, uh, for me, uh, to, for people to discover what, what the healing power of, uh, of, of what's going on in your body. You know, I think when your body's showing symptoms, there's an, uh, medication is not always, always going to be the best solution you know if, if it's yeah. not getting to the root cause i think trying to get to the root cause of of what's going on you know i'm not i'm not a medical practitioner so i'm not saying stop taking your medication right. but for me it's like taking power and taking control of your own health and like get, trying to get to the root cause of what's going on i think the more that we can discover things like breath work yeah. somatic body techniques you know yeah. You know, there's a lot more like testing available now and to, that links all of these things together rather than just treating isol- symptoms in isolation. And then, you know, sometimes these medications have side effects that lead to side effects that lead to side effects. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I never understood that. Like, there's really no such thing as a side effect. It's just another effect. They just mm. say that this this effect will cure your headache, but this other effect will give you bloody diarrhea you know like the, there's all these other effects but they're all the really? same level of effects like they just yeah. try to use language or semantic trickery to be like yeah this is a side effect you know it's it's interesting to think about it and, and i do believe that we are on the cusp of changing the way in which we can heal ourselves and i as much as i look at big pharma sometimes and i, I get upset with them and 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 the way the medical system is maybe it it's just maybe it was necessary maybe we didn't know as a species like we're just trying to solve the damn problem man that pill made me feel better i didn't have to think about it for a while but maybe now we're at a point where we cannot move forward until we realize 
We can't just mask the symptoms anymore. This is not working. There's people all around the world that are having a mental health crisis. We find ourselves on the precipice of war, blowing money left and right. Like covering up the symptoms doesn't work. We have to solve the problem. And maybe the easiest way to do that is just take a breath. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one potential uh, so solution for, for, for quite a few things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if if you had the world leaders just sit down together and maybe just participate in some sort of breath circle or, or you know, just just to take a moment before they started ripping into each other. But mm. you know, even in your own relationship, do you do you use these techniques? Like for me and my wife, sometimes if things get heated, you know, it's always okay. This is a conversation where you know you got to remind yourself the purpose of an argument is not to win, it's to solve a problem. You know, and so in, in difficult situations, is there a certain breathing technique that you use to like try to center yourself? Yeah, there's a, there's a really, I find it a really profound technique called coherence breathing, Okay, um, which is great for grounding yourself, but then also with practice, you can also ch change your emotional state. So there's a load of scientific research um, around the coherence breathing and a lot of, a lot of top athletes are actually using this because they want to get into a certain state before a big game. They don't want to be necessarily be fired up and wasting energy by being overexcited. They want to be calm and peaceful before a big game. And so you can apply the same techniques that a top athletes using before a big game in difficult moments in your life, you know, in a, in a meeting at work or in an argument with your spouse or partner. Yeah. I've found that it's a very quick technique that you can use to just reconnect with yourself, center yourself. And then also, as I say, with practice, you can shift it. So if you're feeling sad, angry, you can start to with practice shift to, um, states that you choose so more pleasant states quite often they would they would be yeah can, let's do, can we do a breathing exercise like can you run me through that yeah sure let's do it <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> nice okay so all right george so if you just uh if you just close your eyes okay and then just tune into your body and then just notice how are you feeling? So if you can just notice what emotional state are you feeling? What emotion is most resonating for you right now? And then whenever you're ready, just start to slow your breath down. So breathing in and out of your nose. Start to take slower and deeper breaths than you normally would. And then as you're doing that, just start to shift your attention to the area of your body where your heart is. Just keep breathing slowly and deeply into your heart.
And as you're doing that, see if you can remember a time in your life where you felt a really pleasant emotion. Could be joy, happiness, excitement. Just try and pick one. Breathe that feeling slowly and deeply into your heart. If your mind starts to wander, that's okay. Just try and remember that feeling Breathe it slowly and deeply into your heart. And then whenever you're ready, just return to your normal breathing with your eyes closed. Just tune back into your body and notice any subtle shifts in how you're feeling. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. How was that for you? Really grounding and really beautiful. Yeah. Even like a sense of time dilation in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of that I get that. I was like, whoa, this is. I want to be careful with the words that I use. I, I would say time dilation in some ways. Like I felt like I was actually with my wife and we were on a vacation and could really experience it. Beautiful. It's amazing how fast you can go there. Yeah, yeah. Have you Thank ever you done a technique like that before? I I have read a little bit of breath work, but I have mm. never sat down and practiced it. You know, I've I've done some things before a very stressful meeting to just just mm. to try to bring my heart rate down, but I've never yeah. infused intention in it like that. Mm. That's beautiful, amazing. So with that particular type technique, with practice the feeling and the, the shift that you can get in your emotions can get stronger and stronger as you build the connection between your brain and your heart. So we, I, th I think we did that for about a couple of minutes there. So yeah. great that you felt like that experience from such a short amount of time. And yeah, just with, with practice, yeah, that will get faster and quicker to the point where if you really practice it, you can do it that right. technique with your eyes open when you're in a conversation with someone. So I love to do it where I notice if I'm not really that present in the conversation, it's almost like just a feeling that you can switch back into and really quickly ground yourself and switch to a different emotional state. So yeah, that's, I, I really love this technique. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm not, 
you know, I, I like to read about neuroscience and it, it seems mm -hmm. to me in some ways what's happening is that you're, it's like the neuroplasticity, like you're fundamentally changing the meaning or you're, you're re-infusing meaning into an event or you're able to recall that meaning in a way that is much more tangible and, and really call upon that and control your control it in some ways. That's, it's really amazing to think about. Yeah, so so empowering. I I I believe because you know to quite often we think about emotions as these just these things yeah. that happen to us and we're not in when we we don't have any control over them. But the emotion is just a it's just a chemical reaction that happens in about sixty seconds in our body, and then we have a feeling that comes after that, and that's what we put a whole story to based on our experiences through life that this, this uh, emotion feels like this to me and, and then we create this whole story. But what you can do with techniques such as this, I, you can shift to a different state, have a different feeling and you know, have a different energy that's going on in your body because you know, coming back to this, like how powerful the body is, you know, we can't necessarily think our way out of an emotion all the time, but what we can do is we can use the body to actually take us to a different place. It's, you know, with really extreme emotions, it's more challenging and can take more practice, but yeah, that power is definitely within us because from the heart, it sends seven times the amount of data to our brain than the brain sends to the heart. So, you know, that for me just shows the power of like, you know, understanding how our body works and, you know, in these more challenging moments, it can be really empowering for us to know that, you know, we, we, we can, uh, we can have some control over things or we can influence our experience of what's going on. It blows my mind to think that, we really don't know anything. Like we don't thoroughly understand what's happening. And, and I, the idea that comes to mind is that over, like over the internet, you and I can have this connection where we can do a breathing exercise together. And just by listening to the words and the technique that you're talking to me, I can get a better sense and a clearer understanding of the environment around me. Somehow, through the breath, through our words, even though we're on the internet, we can communicate in a way that can fundamentally shift the way we model reality. That mm. is fucking mind blowing to me. Like, right. And like, we're not even next to each other. Like, I can't, like it, it's so crazy to think about. <laughs> it really is, mate. It really is. Yeah. And you know, things like, I think you're absolutely right. I think we're just starting to discover. Yes. We're only at the beginning of discovering what's yeah. going on here. You know, things yeah. like the, the frequencies that our heart emits, you know, from a radius in our body, yeah. you know, there's a lot of science behind this now of like, actually when you come into a room and you feel people, you feel the energy's yeah. a bit weird in the room. Well, yeah, because our heart is emitting all of these frequencies that we yep. can if we're in tune with our body we can pick up on this stuff and yep. yeah i think we've got superpowers within all of us that we can tap into and uh, yeah i think the more that we can uncover this stuff i think it, i just love it i think it's so exciting i think the human yeah. potential is incredible i think we've got so much that we can 
still to learn about how, how our bodies and our minds work. I think, it, yeah, it's just very exciting for me. I've always had a like a deep passion for this stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be uh, yeah kind of doing it as part of my work now, which is great. That is, it, it's part of your mission. Like I, mm. the term, the word awareness comes to mind. And when, when you start thinking about breath, you think about awareness. And mm. I, I read an article not too long ago that, I can't cite the article. However, the article paraphrasing here was something along the lines of when you walk into a room, you instinctually take a big breath. And in that big breath, your olfactory senses are processing all the people around you. Like, you know, you see sometimes you get this vibe like, oh, I think they're having problems in their relationship or, oh, man, this girl. Woo. I don't know about that. Or did this guy is kind of an asshole, you know, or, you know, what, whatever that information is coming to you. Might that be coming to you through the breath and like the way we process information through all that? Like that, that's a, you know, like if you just look at different animals do it, like why wouldn't we do it? Mm. I think, right? I think one of the, I mean, the breath was the start of the journey for me, but I think, right. you know, kind of like being more in tune. I was so disconnected from my body. Right. I was so in my head, right. you know, that was, I was in a very logical, structured sure. career um and i'd just become so disconnected from my body and i think yeah. for me when i've reconnected with my body and understood and been able to tune in and listen to what's going on i think you start to become more aware of what's going yeah. on around you in terms yep. of energy and other people's emotions and you know when i always remember a conversation i had when i had i got my first a promotion to become a manager. And I remember my manager said to me, you need to work on your EQ. You need to work on your emotional intelligence because I was quite a young leader. And I, I, yeah, it made sense to me. So my head went, right, I'm going to read all the books on EQ. And I was just like, I felt like a fraud that I was playing this game of like trying to be in touch with someone's emotion and going almost like a process <laughs> checklist. Okay. What's the next yeah. question I should ask on the list? And I, can't, I feel like I'm getting it now where actually by being more connected with my body, I can be more connected with what's going on with other people yeah. and almost like intuitively understand, okay, something's not quite right with George today. I'm just going to yeah. check in and see how he's doing. And, you know, human to human, just like see yeah. what's going on for him. And yeah, that's, that's kind of like part, part of the power that I found of this bite. Yeah. Like I said at the start, 50% yeah. is in the mind. And then I believe like the other 50% is like, yeah, the mind is powerful, but so is the body. So is our consciousness and all this stuff that we don't really understand yet, but we all feel it. We all know that intuitively that something's going on there, even yeah. if we've not, yeah, understood it down to like, you know, understood in there that we can teach it in a science class. That brings up a good point. Do you, do you feel like this shift that you're talking about now, do you feel like this is something you learned or do you feel like this is something that was revealed to you? I feel like it was uh, revealed to me. Yeah. So I think if you'd have told me about some of this stuff logically, where I am now versus when I did that first breath work yeah. class seven years ago. I think if you'd have told me this stuff, I'd have been like, you're talking some woo-woo nonsense yeah, here, totally, mate. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think when you experience, like when that's like your lived experience, yeah. that you just felt it and like, yeah, no, no, 
no one can kind of take that away from you really that you just you feel it yeah i think it was carl young who spoke about there's some things that can't be learned they can only be developed inside of you yeah and and, and maybe this comes back to trauma maybe maybe we all have to live a certain amount of trauma so that something can develop inside of us. And then we find these modalities to help bring us out, whether it's breath work or psychedelics mm. or sound healing. What do you think about that? Is there, is there, might, might there be some sort of test we're going through or what's your philosophical take on that? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think actually, I think these are the things that when I think about what are the things I'm interested in, it's always yeah. these like, never ending journeys, these constant learnings, whether it's personal development or yeah. like understanding like how to get the most out of your body and mind or business. You know, these are all just like never ending journeys where it's really challenging. Lots of stuff to learn. I don't know. That's where all my my mind and head has always been uh, been pulled to. I think it I think it's yeah really fascinating. Yeah. Like I, I you know, when, when people in construction, they'll snap lines on stuff and then they'll have a line, they know where to cut and things like that. And in some ways it seems to me at a certain stage of your life, something snaps, whether you have to break and then it snaps or, but there's an alignment that you begin to see happening. And I hear it in the way you're describing your journey. Like all of a sudden, look, George, I'm doing this thing that I love doing now. And I'm over in this place. I love to be, and you should meet my beautiful wife, George. Like, you know, I'm not saying that there's not any problems or stress out like that, but there's something to be said about your worldview and alignment, right? And mm -hmm. breath, like all these things seem to be in alignment with one another. Yeah, I think so. And I think if I look back in my life at all the most, it sounds so right. corny and cheesy, all the most difficult and challenging moments, they've always been the doors that have opened to finding something amazing yes. that I think if... One thing I feel like I'm good at is like trying to take the positive out of situations. And I think if you're able to do that, if you're able to reframe what's going on and 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 learn from those moments, I think they they can be the accelerators to go in a either a new direction or take things up to another level. You know, for me, you know, I've, I discovered breathwork because I was on the edge of a burnout because I was under so much pressure at work and I didn't mm -hmm. like all the things that I'd done before, good eat, healthy eating, working out in the gym, you know, th th they weren't working for me because it was all from the head. And uh, yeah. yeah, it took that like really difficult moment for my wife to think, right, well, what can I do to help? Yeah. Well, you know, let's book him in this breathwork class. And thankfully that was the thing for me, you know, I'm not saying breathwork's the thing for everybody, but I think, yeah, I think for me having that, being able to like reframe in those difficult moments or more challenging moments in life is, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, a, been amazing for me anyway. Yeah. It, I think it echoes our conversation in those moments of despair when, you know, you, you're desperately searching for meaning. You know, that's when you find yourself alone with your breath. And yeah. we've already spoken about it. Sometimes the breath can be a way to retrain your mind to see the world differently or see your situation differently. And sometimes it's in those quiet moments of despair that we take this, this giant issue that makes us want to jump off a bridge and turn it into the catalyst that makes us want to climb the tallest building. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, being able to, 
go deep in those sessions and yeah. like see what's going see what's really going on like outside of what is my conscious mind thinking of and like what's sat sat beneath i'd always read about loads of successful people like enlightened people using mindfulness meditation yeah. i've always kind of struggled with that cuz i've got a really active mind and i i just get frustrated sitting there so i think if you can find what works for you and what works for your body for me it was it was breath work it was being able to just show up and breathe yeah got me to that really deep meditative place where yeah just you can just like get back to who you really are i think that's a beautiful place to be yeah i heard a quote one time that was something along the lines of self awareness self respect and self love mm. i think it it's it's really wonderful to begin seeing that you're you're perfect if you just take time if you just take some damn if you just take a breath you know what you just see the world a little bit more clear man it's it's amazing yeah. to think about yeah yeah i mean coaching lots of different people yeah. with breath yeah I've, a lot of people have kind of like opened up to me with what's going on and i think self love is like something i'd struggled a lot with along my journey you know that oh, voice in my head was always i was my always my own biggest critic and i think those thoughts have a lot of power you know i think these words that we say to ourselves you know they're not just throwaway thoughts that don't have an impact i think the impacts our health our beliefs our identity like so i think you know finding ways that you can reprogram those thoughts and have more self love yeah. and self compassion for yourself in the journey and be able to zoom out and see where you out, out out of the day-to-day -day ups and downs and see you know where are you going where how are you doing in the long run i think for most people will find that actually you're doing all right and uh yeah what so it, when i think about the conditioning that puts in our minds this negative feedback loop of you're not enough or you don't have this or i can't have that or i won't be happy until i get this all those all that negative feedback loop or all that that internal monologue or internal dialogue that we carry with us and tends to manifest itself do you think that just having conversations like this and making changes in your life will affect the next generation and maybe start to stifle some of that sort of negative talk start putting in place a better algorithm for people to run on in the future I hope so. Yeah. I think if people find tools and what works for them to like yeah. get out of this almost like preconditioned programming yeah. that we've got to want stuff, that to need stuff when actually pff, the most important things in life are generally already here and already with us. We're just kind of like a bit like we talked about yeah. with the breath, like yeah. such amazing things are just happening in the, in the day-to-day -day moments that we just can all almost take this stuff for granted for wanting stuff that really doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Um, without getting the tinfoil hat on, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, uh, not sure if everyone wants all this stuff out there, but I think, you know, I think the power of uh, connection over the internet, yeah. and, you know, messages getting out there and alternative views and, you know, people being able to share what's working for them. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty optimistic that, yeah, the, the future can be bright and, you know, the, not just the next generation that this generation can, you know, yes, really, well really happy, happy and, uh, 
empowered life for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I see so much more meaningful events happening, whether it's conversations with people or, you know, when I look at the foundation of what you're doing with unbound, like just listen to the terminology unbound, like you're freeing people and you want to find ways to help people live a better life. <clears throat> Your wife is a coach. You know, like, look at all of these ways in which people are beginning to develop themselves to develop other people instead mm -hmm. of trying to be in a position where like, I'm going to take this, I'm going to extract this person's labor. Now we're mm -hmm. finding ways to connect with people to make ourselves better. And in doing so, we're making the world better. Like mm -hmm. I get goosebumps just thinking about this. I, I see that same change happening. And I think you're right. You know, I, why can't it happen in this generation? Slow at first and then all at once, right? Yeah, and I feel, I feel like it's like a, a journey where, you know, before someone would have to go through their whole life, have these yeah. lived experiences and then pass that down to the next generation yep. and you maybe learn from a few people and then so like books came along and, you know, that accelerates it. Yeah. You know, then you've got television and radio and now the yeah. internet. I feel like it's just getting easier and easier yep. to be, become faster and faster at shortcutting the mistakes yes. and shortcutting the lessons and actually getting to the truth of what's going on and what works for you. And, you know, so I think that, that journey of, I'm a, yeah, I think there's definitely challenges around like sure. technology with, you know, distractions and, you know, there's these billion dollar companies trying to, we <laughs> trying to extract our attention and our focus sure. from other things in life. But I think there's a flip side to that where if used in the right way, I'm loving having this conversation, George. Yeah. And uh, yeah, without technology, that, that won't be able to happen. Yeah. It's on some level, I think that AI or technology is really teaching us how to communicate effectively. And by communicate, I mean, convey meaning to one another. Language, while beautiful, words are but a fragment of language. And if we don't define our terms in a discussion, we can just talk right past each other. And mm -hmm. it's so easy to, for your words to turn into fists and to turn into anger and these obtuse emotions that we don't even know what the hell they really are. But all of a sudden, we can put an image together with some words and some music behind it. I'm like, oh, that's a very loving or you know, even though I can't thoroughly describe it, I understand the meaning more. And I think that's what's happening in this world is this connection of coming together. And I think technology is a, while it could be used to separate people, I think the end goal of technology itself is to bring people together. And that's what we're seeing. It's messy, but that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're trying to leverage in uh, Unbound, you know, for founders yeah. shortcutting their learning process in business. You know, we've got a, a virtual community of people all over that can connect and share what's going on for them, their ups and downs, their yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah it's, I think, yeah, there's so much place for learning and community using technology that, yeah, you can connect people outside of your immediate yes. radius. And I think there's, you know, I think for me, you can't be a face-to-face -face connection in a community, but like yeah, having an online one with people that are, specific to what you need in yes. your life yes so much power in that because you know you, unless you uh move to an island full of founders then uh <laughs> it's difficult to find you find that yeah and even, even then those people don't want to talk to you they're like you're not you're not <laughs> all on the beach <laughs> yeah yeah
it's there's something to be said about finding your tribe and finding your mm -hmm. community and technology technology definitely allows you to do that to be able to connect with someone who may be going through something similar to you regardless of where they are or what they look like or what their exact box is like mm -hmm. oh there's someone else that gets it oh my god i did this i did that and it's like i'm not alone you know it's so beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true so true man tristan i love this conversation I really, I can't wait to learn more about Unbound. And I, I think that what you're doing is amazing. And shout out to Rand for Rand and Randall Hansen's book, Heal. I know we're both co-authoring, doing some awesome stuff in there. Hopefully we're going to get some panels together and talk more about it. I want it to be more of a movement. I want it to be people coming and and, and, and giving their ideas of how they heal. And I, so I th I'm hopeful that what we're doing will trigger other people to come and share how they're fixing their life and their world and the techniques they use. And we can put them all together and make it happen. But before I let you go, what do you have any closing thoughts or where can people find you? What are you excited about? What, what else you got, my friend? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn, uh, Tristan Rushworth. Um, so if people want to reach out, say hello, ask any questions. We'd love to love to connect with you. Um, yeah, and I think um, you mentioned there about this journey of people being on yeah. of like healing and fixing. And like the thing that, that probably my biggest takeaway from all this is that the power's inside of you to to change and, and heal and fix so yes. much, whether that's, um, you know, whether it's, reconnecting with your body and your emotions or your health or you know tapping into like what feels good for you right. around work and business so yeah that's that's that i guess that's my uh my parting thought in that there's so much wisdom inside of us that if we can get past this race in mind and start yes. to reconnect with who we really are that yeah i find that there's so many answers that lie within us and then if that's powered by supportive mentors and community that that's it for me that's the magic for me <laughs> yeah i think that's a huge step for people i think i think we've on some level we've been trapped into this idea of scarcity so a lot of people wake up myself included like i you know i spent a large part of my life going out and, and doing things because i i felt like i had to and only until later in life did i realize you know what? My whole life I've read these biographies and I've read these mythologies and all these stories about people saying like, why don't you do what you love? And it's like, I never had the courage to do it. But then I finally, you know, at the age of 50, I'm like, maybe there's something to it. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, often you hear the, in stories or myths, people say like, oh, I would die for this cause. But how many people really live for that cause? How much rewarding can your life be if you choose like you choose to do, I'm going to do this thing I love. But all these questions come up like, why are you going to make money? No one's going to believe that. You can do that. I don't know. You know, but like those are those are the things that you, you must just set aside for a little bit, even if it's just a second. If you can begin setting those things aside for a second, okay, hmm. is it possible? Yeah. Maybe. You know, like, and then all of a sudden that clarity, those things start to fall away and life unfolds in front of you in a way like, Hey, maybe there is a path. Maybe I could do what I want to do and be successful at it. Like, isn't that such a beautiful thing to begin thinking about? Beautiful. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And there's a, there's a quote I, just, I, I love. Um, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. And 
I think for people that are like sitting on a fence or doubting themselves that, you know, go after, I think go make it, you can go make it happen if you really believe that you can. I think so many, so many people can, but for me, it was kind of like slightly different. I think I didn't have this one thing where I was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm almost like, because I wasn't in a, in a career that was my purpose, I'd almost like put this pressure on myself to, discover my purpose like this was like some lost treasure that'd be one thing that i'll find and like right this is it this is my whole life's purpose you know i think for some people you know maybe you want to be a a musician or you want to play sports at the highest level like for some people i think maybe the 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 path to that is really clear wasn't like that for me so i think for me it's also been a a journey of discovering that yeah. finding my purpose is not necessarily my whole life's purpose, but it's yeah. what's my purpose right now? What, what, what's the next step that I need to take to that's aligned with my values, my beliefs, how I want to be spending my time, where I want to be putting my energy. And that, that felt like a lot less pressure when I started to realize that. that like it's, it. Yeah. So what do I want to be working on for the next five years rather than the next 25 years? Uh, I love that. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I, for me too, like it wasn't, I didn't think, you know, I'm just going to be a podcaster. Like I kind of thought that, but I didn't realize what that meant. Like it's so nebulous. You should be that. Like, of course, if you just say that, but, mm-hmm. but there's something that happens. Like I think finding your life's purpose begins with taking a step down the path of purpose. Mm-hmm. This feels right to me, even though it's really fucking scary it feels right to me. I'm going to take this step. I'm going to take one more step, you know, and like the purpose will unfold in front of you. Like you don't know what you don't know. And so many people like let that be the thing that stops them from taking that first step. But if you just take the first step, it's like, that, it's like having a flashlight. Like, can you take another step? Oh, there's another stone over there. I can step on that one, you know? And then pretty soon you're so far away from this life that wasn't very fulfilling. You can't turn back. You know, it's like it pulls you, it's a gravity, like it pulls you towards it, man. Yeah. I want more people to do it. Like, just take that <laughs> first step. <laughs> well, if you're not inspired by that, then uh, <laughs> I don't know what you will be, but that's a great analogy. I love that. Yeah, so true. That's, yeah, that's definitely been my experience of it as well. That, yeah, I would never think I would, you know, seven, seven years ago, I'd never think where I am now. And, right. you know, Maybe that path st- still keeps winding, but yeah. as long as I'm enjoying, I'm tr- trying to enjoy the journey and enjoy the moments in between as well. And so much self-discovery, like you start learning about, like, wow. For me, on on this path, I was, I really learned. I had some real big trust issues with like the people I love the most, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, oh my, I'm just I'm just pushing that stuff down. Like this event that happened to me. Now there's no hiding. Now I must talk about this. I don't want to talk about it. And then as soon as you talk about it, you're like, I love this person more than I've ever loved them in my life. You know, why didn't I talk? Why didn't I do this 10 years ago? You know how much better my life would have been? Like, like (laughs) life is dancing with you and it really will conspire to help you. If you just have the faith to take that step, ladies and gentlemen, do it. One baby step. Just take one baby step today. (laughs) Love it. Tristan, this is amazing. I, I I hope everyone takes an opportunity to go down and investigate what you're doing because I love the way in which you describe your path. I love the way the healing modality of breath and I love the candid conversation that you're willing to put out there for yourself and 
help people become unbound. And I look forward to further conversations. And so uh, truly thankful, my friend. And um, hang on briefly afterwards because I'm going to hang up with our friends here. But I wanted to speak to you briefly afterwards. So ladies and gentlemen, go down to the show notes. Go check out our friend Tristan. The links will be down there. That's what we got, ladies and gentlemen. Aloha. Thank you for having me. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.